Good morning, Tabbers. Oh my god, a little raspy. <laughs> Good morning, Tappers. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. Happy mon- Monday. COVID Marie, is she still here? She's still in my throat. She's not leaving anytime soon. Yeah, she's hard to kick, I gotta say. She she got the iron grips. Oh, wow, the iron grips. The old iron grips. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? I don't know. It's, you sound Irish. The old iron grips, eh? Hey, hey. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, lads. COVID Marie or COVID Marina, we are here on Crime on Tap giving you guys another episode. And today's episode, we have a little update episode. So if this is your first update episode, welcome. And on these episodes, we'd like to go back through all of our past stories that we've talked about and just to give a little update on where these people are now, what's going on with their court proceedings, um, and just a little update. So that's what today's episode is. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that a little later on. So that means you have to listen to every single episode prior to this to remotely understand what's going on, right? So <laughs> right. make so sure. Stop right now and listen to everything else. <laughs> yes. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and the other ones. Oh, so. I love how you just slid that, that right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing queen. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of marketing, when we decide to post on our Instagram, it is <laughs> at Crime on Tap Pod. <laughs> That's right. Slide into our DMs a little bit. We'd love to hear from you guys. Join the community. Um, and yeah, we're growing a little fan base over there. Love it. Yeah, join the Tapper community. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Megan, now that we got all the advent done, how was your weekend? <laughs> Nick was working and I wasn't working. So, because I worked a lot last weekend, I had a busy week. Um, Don't you like struggle to like find out like what to do? Like when one of you is working, one of you is not. You're like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. So I pretty much went to my mom's for the weekend. They were watching little Casey Earl, who's going to be three in a couple weeks. So he's super cute. Yeah. Basically, just hung out with them this weekend. It's been super nice lately. That's like the perk of New England are the summers. The summers are the best here. You can't beat them. Except for uh, the bugs. (laughs) The bugs. Oh my God. The flies. We are too cheap to get a screen. You know, like one of those screens to put on the door that has like the magnets in the middle and you can like push through it like a vagina. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 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 Like for dogs. Yeah. But like (laughs) we love to have the door open and get the fresh breeze from the harbor but the flies have been so bad yeah. lately it's just like we open the door for five minutes and there's like a, a, a buzzing in the house because there's all these damn flies so it's like ugh, we could either buy one or just not open the door yeah like <laughs> so the, we're just open the door the skeeters like are so bad like i'm gonna get west nile i know it <laughs> <laughs> you can't joke like that oh sorry Damn. Or the Zika. We're going to get Zika in West Nile. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a double doser. (laughs) (laughs) I already had COVID. I can't be doing no Zika shit here. Done. Mm -mm. We're done being (laughs) sick for the year. Yeah, this is it. I had COVID this year. I'm done. No more. Mm -hmm. But I had a great weekend. It was nice out. We played a lot with the dog. Went to the dog park. You know, did that kind of stuff. Went to my storage unit. Helped clean it out. There's just a lot going on in my life. That was my weekend. We kept it a little low key. So here we are now. Here we are at Crime on Tap. Here we are at Crime on Tap. So Megan, without further ado, how about we get into the poor before the far? What are you drinking today? So I, again, so 
interestingly have wow that's crazy so weird you get the same mug i get the same (laughs) mug with the same contents (laughs) as last episode so i got my colombian koofy and my beauty and the beast moog is there a polar shortage what's going on i don't switch to polar till the afternoon Oh, okay. So it's like you drink red wine at night and like white wine during the day. I mean, that sounds like alcoholism, but um, (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been double dosing on NyQuil and I'm having the best sleep of my life recently. (laughs) I bet. It sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not healthy. I'm getting a little addicted, so I need to stop. But I'm also having a little cup of joe today. I got my little iced coffee. You know, I I don't really do the hot coffee thing. I, I like the iced coffee. So I got my cup of iced coffee and I'm ready for today's episode. Oh my god, so let's just get right into it. Let's kick it into gear because the hot updates are here. Ooh, spicy hot updates. So let me get into our first update here, Megan. It is with the beloved Tyree Sampson. I have been talking about this story for months now and I've been mm-hmm. hot on the fucking tail of the new alerts that are coming from this story because I have a passion for not riding amusement park rides because of things like this that could fucking happen. And yeah. boy, did it happen to Tyree Sampson. So as we reported before, Tyree Sampson was on a nice little family vacation in Icon Park at, in Orlando, Florida. And he slipped out of his out of his ride on the free fall, free fall ride and he fell to his death. So the autopsy report just came out and it was released noting that the medical examiner had found the 14-year-old with numerous fractures, including to the face, skull, ribs, and legs, and he had also lacerations to his face, stomach, and arms. And the report showed that Tyree Sampson died of blunt force trauma, which I think we all knew. Yeah, <laughs> but it's right. official now. Yeah, um, I mean, it was pretty obvious. That poor kid, That I hope it was instant, at least, that he didn't suffer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen the video and he fucking flew so fast out of that thing. I don't think he felt anything. <laughs> mm, that, that, I mean, that's the only consolation, you know, that right. we can have. Yeah. So um, now, as we reported last time, the family was working with that very high profile lawyer who like worked on all the George Floyd case. Um, oh, my God. Those other two. Ahmad, Ahmed Aubrey. That case, like, he's a very high-profile lawyer, attorney, whatever. Now, they've been doing a lot of, like, private investigations into this ride, which has also, the ride has been closed indefinitely. And there's been a lot of private investigations into the ride itself, into the manufacturer, the manuals. And apparently on the seats that where Tyree was sitting, he was over the weight limit, as we already talked about. He was 100 pounds overweight for the ride. So that was a clear sign right there. Yeah, it wasn't like 5 or 10. (laughs) Right. So the ride has these sensors that will click in when who's ever sitting in the chair is like sitting there and it's properly closed and ready to go. But unfortunately, there was a manual change to two seats on the ride where the operators can go and manually adjust the sensors so they can move it around and finagle with them to make it lock in and say that it was ready to go. So that's why when they were like, oh, but the green light was on, he was secured, he was good to go. It was because the operators manually (sighs) changed the, the sensors so it would 
fit him. So now they're coming at the uh, manufacturers and everything of the ride saying like this, you shouldn't be able to manually change the sensors or something. Um, so like there's going to be a lot of lawsuits brought on to not only the ride, uh, the park, but their operators, but also the operator of the machine saying that there's better and safer precautions they could have taken before allowing people to get on the ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see how that could come in handy because there's sometimes just an honest mistake of where it's like it is working, but it's just not showing up. And, you know, you don't want to lose a seat because the line is long, whatever. But right it's like when it comes to people's life and safety it's better to just be safe than sorry and just like okay this chair isn't working right we're not even gonna fuck with it yeah well you bring up safer than sorry because they did the numbers and the cost to have an additional seatbelt on this ride was 22 dollars per chair and for all of the chairs it would have been a, a little over 600 dollars of a cost to have an additional safety seatbelt for each person. So that seatbelt could have saved Tyree's life and it would have only cost $22 for the ride. Is that oh crazy? Well, and when you think about a huge amusement park, $600, that's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're talking like Disney numbers, that's like two park tickets. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, it was a very small cost that costed somebody their life. And I mean, the, the lawsuits that are going to come from it are going to be astronomical. So... <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated, but that's my little update on Tyree Sampson. Megan, next. Next. So this is an update on our story that, as we say every time, is our biggest viewed <laughs> and listened to episode. Oh, this is our money maker, baby. When I see Chris Watts, I hear ching ching. Ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> man just name this episode chris watts that's it and movie yeah. reviews and we'll get the i think it's because like he has so many lovers that like they're all like searching him all the time constantly and they've watched everything so that they find our obscure little podcast and they listen to it <laughs> yes and they tell their little friends yes so the update here is so of course as we all know Chris Watts is the, what they call it, familiacide guy. So he killed his entire family. Um, (laughs) His wife, Shanann, who was pregnant, uh, their four-year-old, Bella, and three-year-old, Celeste. He killed them all and is in jail. And because of an affair, essentially, he wanted to start over and live his life with this new woman. And... He is insane, so he decided that murdering was the best instead of just a divorce. I feel like we talk about, we should be marriage counselors at this point. Yeah. My first thing would say, okay, murder is the last resort. (laughs) (laughs) Very last resort. Very last resort. So the the story here is that their house is for sale. The murder house where he killed them and they died. Well, the wife died at least because we we know that the daughters survived and then was were killed at the site of right. their burial. So they tried to sell it at an auction in 2019, but it didn't sell because it's like, <laughs> who wants to live in this famous house? Like people still drop off like, you know, there's still like little shrines for the girls and stuff. So they'll still drop off flowers and stuffed animals and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's kind of become a right. memorial. Who wants to buy that? I mean, it's a huge house. It's a five bedroom like four bathroom in colorado oh my um, god and 
they are trying to sell it for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. It's four thousand one hundred and seventy seven square feet. Holy shit. Yeah. Well remember they had financial problems because they sunk all of it into this house. They were like house poor. Yeah. So you well, know, didn't it the, fam- the family helped help buy it for them too or something? Yeah, because it was like their dream, you know. Right. And they bought it at the time for just under four hundred thousand. In oh my god, twenty thirteen. Yeah. But of course, with the housing market being like insane and and all that stuff, of course, it's more. Right. So an interesting thing with this house is that because there's so much like publicity around it that they're only doing private showings where you have to get a commitment letter from your bank saying you can at least pay the 660,000 minimum so that they're only taking like real inquiries because there's so many people that want to tour it that are just like you know true crime fans and on the listing there are a bunch of photographs some of which still have like shenan's decor choices some oh, of the rooms my God. yeah so isn't that like you know how like home and hearth like you know like a, a vase oh on my the, God. based on the coffee table sort of thing like isn't that live, so laugh, crazy laugh. live laugh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that like so creepy like why wouldn't they just completely like get rid of right. all that stuff and like, bring in some stagers get you know put up yeah. some new stuff i don't know like if they had chip and joanne in there that thing would sell right put a little ship lap up and it's good to go right um so they did repaint some of the rooms but i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) right and so of course because it's so under wraps they didn't post any pictures of the outside of the house because they didn't want people to like know what it was until they sent this specific commitment letter but of course people were able to recognize you know like true like fans who are really in-depth were able to recognize the inside of the house that it was the the watts family home um because it was all over the netflix series like everybody saw the inside of the house yeah especially if they didn't even change like the freaking you know stylized pictures on the wall right so yeah (laughs) so essentially that's what's going on we haven't heard if it's sold yet we haven't heard if there's been any private tours but people are definitely keeping tabs on it and it's definitely been a difficult sell like it's been since he foreclosed on it since he was in jail it's been on the market and they just haven't sold it Imagine being one of the neighbors. Like, that must be so miserable. Yeah, I bet you the the houses around them are really cheap (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that sucks. Like, all your equity and value in the house is out the window because of something, like, not your fault is happening, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't know you were living next to a murderer. You can't control that. (laughs) Right. Well, okay, Megan, you're going to have to keep us updated on that if that shit sells or not yeah so yeah that's all i have on the chris watts family home update chris watts ching ching baby yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so into our next update here i got a little something on todd chrisley there's been some evidence lately coming out in their current fraud trial of somebody saying that they had relations with todd chrisley back in the early 2000s can you believe that yeah actually (laughs) okay that's offensive (laughs) <laughs> i thought you gave me the green light that it was okay to say that he was most likely a homosexual 
<laughs> yeah, he is, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, so as we discussed recently, Todd and Julie are in there for a little fraud trial. They're going to court for defrauding the IRS and all these financial institutions and all these banks and everything. So Todd's former business partner, Mark Braddock, has testified um, with during their ongoing fraud trial that he and Todd had intimate relations for about a year in the early 2000s. Okay, now did you know that Todd and Julie have been married since 1996? That's <laughs> forever. That, right. I'm, like we were like uh, a ba- like we were just born. We were a year old. Yeah, I and mean <laughs> So these claims that he's been gay for all these years, I mean Shit, he's been married since the 90s. Like, this is crazy. So Mark goes on to say, and he testifies that during that time, Mark was working for Todd's foreclosure management company. During this time, they were receiving anonymous text messages threatening to expose them for fraud and for their alleged affair. And now Mark also has testified and alleges that he withdrew payments four payments of $9,500 from his bank account and gave it to Todd in order to pay off this blackmailer. Now, Todd's attorney has come out and, and said that Mark was obsessed with Todd and was jealous of his life and wanted to be him. So my first thing with this is, this is in the early 2000s. I didn't know we were sending text messages in the early 2000s. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, they must have had, well, because they were rich. They must have had like the prototype Blackberries, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I was thinking. Like, did they have track phones or like uh, flip phones? Were they texting on flip phones or something? Like, I don't know. I thought that was so bizarre. Like in the early 2000s, you were getting threatening messages. I would think like, I emails. <laughs> right. Or like uh, like an AI, AIM chat or something. Yeah. <laughs> like instant messenger i am <laughs> yeah so that's kind of my story about this secret affair that mark braddock is coming out and saying i mean there's no like real truth to any of it but i just thought it was interesting because we've all thought todd was gay for all these years mm-hmm. and now there's finally somebody testifying on the stand that he had relations with todd back in the early 2000s and also did you know that Todd has an ex-wife. So he's been married before the 1996. He was married to this woman by the name of Teresa Terry. And they have two kids. Oh my god, I had no idea. Poor Therese. Yeah. <laughs> two kids that are not even on the main show. So it's like, oh my god, Todd's been around for years. How old is he? <laughs> 52. Huh. I was like, Maybe that seems he... pretty young. <laughs> yeah, to be married twice and have a bunch of kids. Right. So... That's my little update with Todd. I'm sure we're going to have more updates of him as the trial continues, but it's probably not looking good for him and Julie. So, yep, Todd's gay. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> well, and I mean, and the guy is like the, the Mark character. He's like under oath. So, like, I'm inclined to believe him. Right. Yeah. Why would he just mm-hmm. make that up? I mean, what's the point? Why would he even talk about that? Like, who cares? What's that? The, what's the relevant? Well, I'm, I'm an attorney. Relevant, relevancy? Relevancy? Yeah. Because, I mean, he can tell the story of the blackmail without adding the affair part, and it would do the same, you know, so. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see what comes of it. So, a this is the update on Karen Reed, who <laughs> was in Boston. Karen. Little Miss Karen, who was um, accused of hitting and killing a Boston police officer with her car. Yeah. Remember, she backed into him on that snowbank, and she said, bitch, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> 
She was a real Karen. She's like, you're really ruining my day by dying. <laughs> she, she is. But it was her boyfriend. The police officer was also her boyfriend. So she has been indicted of second degree murder, motor motor vehicular manslaughter, and leaving the scene of a collision causing death. So like a hit and run. Oh, and she also pled not guilty to charges during her arraignment. So I don't know oh, yeah. why she's pleading not guilty because she's going to lose and her charges are just going to be even worse. So it's like, what are you doing, girly? Yeah. And she was, she has been freed on $500,000 cash bail. Yeah. Wait, so that means she posted bail, right? Yeah. I mean, where the fuck should get that money? Uh, I don't, so she's walking around looking to uh, hit her next boyfriend, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. And it also, I read that she was, she works in finance for Fidelity, and she's also an adjunct professor at, adjunct finance professor at Bentley College. So I'm like, she was like up there. So she was prestigious. So that's probably why she had the money, or she had rich parents. Yeah, she got something going on there, because suppose that money of bail is absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's all I got on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, little Miss Karen. Yeah! me <laughs> <laughs> all right so into our final update of the episode um megan i think this is a story that you talked about prior it's with mariah wilson remember her mm-hmm. she was the bicyclist and everything she got murdered um by allegedly miss caitlin armstrong mm-hmm. and miss caitlin she's still on the run it's been a month since this has all happened and she's fled texas and she is still running and hiding from police so this story, as we've talked about before, it was like a crime of passion. It was Caitlin was seeing this man named Colin, and then Colin was having a little fling with Miss Mariah, and he dropped Mariah off at her friend's house, and not even like 10 minutes later, Miss Caitlin Armstrong pulls into her house um, in the same matching SUV. Later that day, that's when Miss Mariah Wilson was found shot and gunned down, dead. And Miss Caitlin Armstrong is still like the primary suspect, and she's still on the damn run. I would so, say, I would say, running says you're guilty. Like her and Ezra are out running from their crimes right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Caitlin Armstrong, she was called in for questioning on May twelfth, and after she was called in, she was then released. And then two days later, she was seen on a plane from Austin, Austin, Texas airport, going into Newark. From Newark, they just got a recent tip from a camper at a camp in Livingston Manor, New York, which is approximately two and two hours and 20 minutes outside of Newark. So they're assuming that she flew into Newark and then went to this camp over in New York where she was hiding out. Now, they've also been able to trace Caitlin's sister... Her name is Christine Armstrong, where it was noted that her name and everything was on the reservation at the campground. And she was staying there for at least a month before they uh, saw Caitlin staying there as well. According to some anonymous tips, Caitlin has been staying at this campground and she's been going under the alias as her sister's name, Christine, for at least a month now. So I don't know how she's being avoiding uh, the police, but she apparently still is. And she's still on the run today. And apparently she's from Michigan. So they're assuming that since Michigan is so close to the Canadian border, they think that she's running up to Canada. um, Yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah. So U.S. Marshals have escalated their search to the status of major case. 
um, which means they are allowed to spend even more resources and staff into finding Caitlyn. And they have come out and said that, uh, uh, you're girly, you're only making it worse for yourself by running. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my little update on Caitlyn. They're still chasing after her, which this story is so crazy because you look at the people involved and all of them are like really attractive. They're like professional cyclists and all this stuff. Caitlyn looks like this like cutesy, itty bitty bitty girl and she's being mm-hmm. accused of murder, which is just insane so like i feel like there's a definite possibility of a movie or a documentary coming from this because it's kind of crazy well that's all like people always care when it's like attractive people so yeah it's definitely i feel like definitely it hasn't been as big as the gabby petito but i feel like it'll make its way yeah and apparently there was another anonymous tip like these tips are just rolling in we love it that somebody called in as an anonymous tip it reported that Caitlin had just recently discovered that Mariah and Colin were having a little fling and that they were being romantic with each other and that she became furious, shaking with anger, and wanted to kill her. So if that goes to say anything, she's she keeps her word. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill you. Yep. And then she kills you. I mean, she warned you. I don't know. She, she did. So, But, like, I don't understand the story completely because was Caitlin and Colin, like, together like a thing like were they actually dating or were they just like hookup friends from my impression of the story it was like casual like they had gone on a couple of dates they weren't naming anything they weren't official but it was like romantic dates and but mariah had even sent a text message to colin being like i don't know if this is working out you seem distant like i don't like what are we kind of like the you know the text of like we need to decide what we are sort of thing we need to DTR, we need to define the relationship. Right. And then they never got to do that because then his actual girlfriend killed her. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole story is just kind of bizarre. So, mm-hmm. that's one little update on Caitlin. That bitch still on the run. She mm-hmm. should quit cycling and join like the marathon club or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is like, you always get caught. So, why are you even trying? I know. Like, girl, you're going to get caught. And like, yeah, you go to Canada, but then can't they extradite you? Right. So it's like, what's the point? I don't know. You're it's not like, home free. I'm sure like Canada's not like doing everything they can to stop her. But like maybe if they come across her, they'll like bring her back. So like, maybe yeah. that's the hope. They're not looking as hard, I guess, in Canada. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I don't know how you're going to get to Canada. You got to you gotta show your passports and everything. You know, you can't just like go over. I mean, unless she like goes through the wilderness, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you could do that. I don't know. But yeah. good luck, Caitlin. Keeping the story interesting. We'll report on you again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, Megan, I think that's all we have for today's episode. I think we got to park it right here. Well, park it right here, everybody. Tappers. but we thank you guys so much for joining us on another update episode we hope you guys enjoyed this one and we'll be doing plenty more update episodes throughout the year so stay tuned be sure to share the podcast with your family friends foes and hoes um we are still on the journey to 50 unique listeners we don't really know what's going on with the money situation you know we're just kind of putting shit out there and hoping people like it so (laughs) that's kind of where we're at now but thank you guys so Mm -hmm. much for listening and sharing with your family and friends follow us at crime on tap pod on instagram (laughs) listen to us on apple spotify the other ones i mean podbean (laughs) 
we already talked about the the hoes and bros and foes. Oh, bros could be our, our newer addition to that list. Oh my god, I never thought of bros. That's a good one. Your family, friends, foes, hoes, and bros. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Just keep... But we'll see you guys next time. Where, where crime crime's is always, always on, on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>